Man, it is that time of week again. What are we yes, talking sir. about today? Uh, switching it up for you guys. We got a good one coming up. Um, we're talking to you guys about Arcane. Yeah, Arcane. the hit show on Netflix. Probably Netflix, my yep. second favorite show of 2021. I mean, this show was an absolute banger from beginning to end. Just a crazy web of characters and plot lines. Um, basically, from top to bottom, everything about this show was just insane. I mean, I really, I really can't say enough about how good this show is. <laughs> this show, uh, this show is actually really good. Like, honestly, in my opinion, uh, it it might deserve an immediate rewatch only because there's so much <laughs> stuff that there's so much stuff you can miss uh the first time around and i haven't i haven't felt i haven't felt like that about a show in a while so this show definitely brought it in terms of the different story paths that it took and um and everything that they filled in to each part of the story yeah definitely before season two comes out like right around when it's about to drop, I am going to rewatch the show because I want to. I want to remember everything. I mean, even just for the visuals, I'd rewatch the show because the art right. style was just—it was just so beautiful, man. I mean, you I know, mean, the animation style. Yeah, like them people really put that work in. They was going crazy. I mean, and there's a reason why it took so long to come out. I think they said it took them five years to make season one. Really? Yeah. And and you could tell because just the details and how smooth the animation is. Right. I mean, it's all just it's it's all really top notch. I mean, there's not wow. there's not really a lot that matches it in terms of in terms of the style. How, yeah, just how good the animation is. Yeah, the animation is crazy. The animation was was one of the first things that really jumped out at me. I was like, wow, like I haven't really seen this this style of animation before. It was kind of like like sketches almost, but it was cool because it was smooth. It was like sketches, but it was smooth. So I, I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool the way the way they're mixing um the way all the lines are working in the show. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It was similar to like. A Spider Verse, and you're starting to see more shows and stuff do this now. Is where oh, yeah. it's a it's a three D show, but they like paint and draw over the three D models. Right. So it really gives it a different look because different it's different from like a um like a Disney or Pixar three D animation where mm -hmm. they just make the model and all of it is kind of I don't really know how to say it, but they don't paint or draw on it it's like they just make everything that's the model and then that's the model but um like in this show a lot of the stuff and they, and they incorporated a lot of 2d things into it so there was a lot of 2d stuff like i noticed every time somebody was smoking or something it was a 2d like like the smoke was 2d but oh all the people and objects were like a 3d model but a lot of the people's um like eyebrows and like facial lines and stuff like that was drawn on or painted on and the mm -hmm. backgrounds and stuff were paint too so it really had a unique look um it blended 2d and 3d and it was just gorgeous man i mean it was one of those shows where i could just i could kind of probably pause it on any frame and it's like worth putting as my wallpaper or something you know right right like everything just looks so good the entire time mm-hmm yeah, I agree. I, um, I was thinking about how beautiful the show is. Like, I was like, all the colors that they used, and um, like the way they use light, and once again, like the different lines, and and the different. Uh, it's interesting that you pointed out like different two D and three D uh, graphics that they use at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's cool because we actually got a lot of that now. Now that I'm thinking about it, um. But yeah, like this show, it it really it really covered like a lot. There were so many characters. Um, each character really had like their own 
each character uh, going through their own huge trans- uh, transformation from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we got a lot of some characters and some characters I wish we got more of. <laughs> I thought like overall, they, they really did a, a good job with like the character development mm-hmm. and um, the character development and like the relationship development between the characters and everything. Well, thankfully, we're getting a season two, and they said it's not going to take five years for them to do season two. So, hopefully, hope it, hopefully, it comes out in twenty twenty three. Honestly, um, I know it's I know it takes time. So yeah, it definitely takes time. Hopefully, hopefully, it comes out in twenty twenty three. I know it's probably not coming in twenty twenty two, just because of how Lady came out last year, and yeah, you know, them, them folks deserve a break after what they did. So. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully, yeah, because hopefully it comes out in twenty twenty three. When did when did the first Spider Verse come out? Twenty eighteen. It came out twenty eighteen, and then we're not yeah. we're not even getting like I mean we're we're only getting the second one like now. Yeah, in, uh, I think in, it was supposed year. to come out in twenty one though, but it got delayed because of COVID. Okay, okay, that makes that makes three years sense, is still actually. long though. Three years is still yeah, three long years. Long. Yeah. And they're even going further. I mean, this is off topic, but they're even, I won't even say anything because they're, 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 they're pushing boundaries even further with Spider-Verse 2, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this show, Arcane, probably my second favorite, like I said, of 2021. It really, it really just blew me away. I mean, uh, everyone had like a, a real arc. There were so many interesting mm-hmm. characters, and uh, you really saw that duality of the city of Piltover and how it had the Undercity Zone, and and, and that's kind of like how a lot of cities are in real life. Maybe not under and upper, but there's always the rich side and then the poor right. side, and then you know you have people on the rich side that they're just in their own little bubble. And they don't really know what's going on, you know, outside of it. Right, right, right. So I think I think that whole deal was interesting. And you really just saw a bunch of people, you know, with different goals and aspirations, you know, trying to make it happen. And I really like that world too. I I I like that that sort of steampunk. Uh, magic world kind of thing they had going on, um, and I haven't I haven't really seen much steampunk stuff before. I need to watch some more, but I thought it was really cool, just the whole look of the world and you know all the politics of it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I think that show I, the show really did a good job with the world building too. It did do a good job with the world building. I I like the world. Um, as well because I like worlds where like the techno the technology that they use is a little more analog than it is like digital. Right, right. Right. And like this world didn't really have this world didn't have any digital te- technology whatsoever. But it but it still felt so advanced. Right, right. You know? Right. So because they were I, using I really that. What are you saying? Um yeah I was gonna I was gonna say that they because they were using like magic and different things and they still have um vehicles and stuff like that but yeah like you said there's there's no like cell phones or computers or anything like that Mm -hmm. so i really like the i really like the story that they built it was it was very interesting because uh you know like in in the first episode you never really know where the story's gonna you never really know right away where the story's gonna go so Mm -hmm. it was kind of um it was it was really cool seeing how they were as kids and um, how they grew up sort of scavenging from the, from Piltover. Mm-hmm. Going to be able to make money to, um, to live and stuff. And then I thought episodes one, two, oh, episode three ended, ended like crazy. I thought episode was, three was, was one of my favorite episodes in the season. Oh, definitely. Was, was episode three was when, um, was when Vi left Powder. Yeah. Yo, see, that was probably one of the saddest moments 
I've ever seen in any TV show or movie. Yeah. Like it was so sad. It was from what happened and then the acting really sold it. I mean, that was another thing that I forgot to mention was the voice acting was just stellar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was it was insane. It's, it, and it goes to show you how much voice acting is a talent. And a lot of people overlook it. I mean, it's, it's something not everybody can do, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, they, they really did their thing with this one. I mean, you know, that moment, and especially after that, that such a big fight, which was a great fight, by the way. You know, that was and a great then, fight, yeah. And then the explosion killing. And that was the other thing. That was the other thing that really made it sad. I didn't expect um, Milo, Milo and Viego to die. Cause that's another thing. Yeah. You don't really, you never expect a movie or a show to kill kids. It's like, uh, right. you know, cause whenever you watch so many kids in danger, it's all you're all just like, yeah, whatever. The kid's not gonna die. They're not gonna kill a freaking kid, right? Nope, this show did it. So yeah, uh, Milo and Viego died, which was sad. And then it was the whole, cause Powder wasn't really trying to kill nobody. It was just a, you know, mistake. And they and they really set it up too because the whole time she was trying to make the grenades, and then yeah. the grenades never worked. But then the one time it worked, she was happy. But then she ended up killing her her family. Basically, I mean they're not related by blood, but that was her yeah. family. So you know it ended up just really being all around saddest moment. On top of being devastated, your invention that finally worked killed your family and then the one family you got left left you like damn that was that's probably yeah that's definitely top five saddest moments i've ever seen in a movie or tv show for real yeah it was it was really a lot going on in episode three though like yeah, like yeah like if, if episode one and two if you watch this show and episode one and two don't have you hooked I, I would wait till episode and episode three to make a decision if you want to keep watching the show or not. Right. Because episode three, by the by the time uh, the episode was finished, I was hooked. Like there was no there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. Like like it was um it was crazy because like the um episode one started off with the explosion, right? And that's what mm-hmm. led into the uh, investigation into Vander's people, right? Right, right. Um and then Vander wasn't giving his kids up, so. And honestly, neither were the, neither were the other people of the of the Undercity, which was kind of cool. Like I, I didn't really expect them to all be um so supportive of each other, you know right, what I mean? Right. But it was more like the Undercity was like. Before before Shimmer got involved, the, under, the Undercity was like, one big family, so I kind of like that, but. Um, in episode three, like Vander was gonna was gonna turn himself in to the authorities, um, in 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 Piltover, and then that whole scene. Wait, was that did that start at episode three or two? Wait, which one? Okay, so Vander gave up uh, was um was gonna turn himself into the authorities, and then um, Silco came through with his monster, and then was just was just tearing everything up. Oh, yeah, I don't remember if that was episode two or three. Well, it was definitely between the, it was definitely between episode two and three. As, as the family worked as a team, right, uh, each person had their own specific, like, tasks that they had to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Vi was obviously the fighter of the group, right? And then, um, even though Viego was strong, uh, he was the one that had to knock through to make the way that they would escape, right? And then Milo was the one who um who knew how to pick locks. So he was the one in charge of getting Vander out of out of the situation. So I I just thought like like I, I love stuff like that where each character in a certain scene has their own specific ability. And then they just sequenced it so well where each character was do, was just doing their thing and then um like you were just waiting for them to to finish up and then all of a sudden like the scene ended with okay so like the way the way it worked is that everybody did their thing right even powder because powder's powder's invention actually worked 
at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like everybody's skills were actually were actually shown in that one moment, but it just it just it it just so happened that like Powder's one um one time that her skills actually worked, it actually put the rest of her family in danger, and then ended up ended up with everybody else dying except for her and Vi. So that was like, I really loved that scene for that reason, and also like that was probably one of the best fights. Oh, it was like it was like top three fights between Vi, and uh, and like Silco's minions, in mm-hmm. in like the whole um in the whole show. Yeah, that fight, and and it was just and this is just another thing, how they helped set up the end of the episode too, is because, in the beginning, it looked like Vi was winning. So you right. actually felt hopeful, like okay, maybe everybody's gonna get out of this, but. In the end, nope. We ended up with three deaths, one person mentally scarred forever, and right. another one who was alone. I mean, damn. Yeah. It was, it was a sad so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just so crazy. And then like I like I like Vander as a character and like as like their dad. Earlier on, like he became one of my favorite characters. And I didn't think I have no idea about like League of Legends, which this is based off of, right? Yeah, so, like, I've never I, played it. I I don't know anything about it or what. Yeah, like I've never played it before, so I I didn't know. I had no idea like what Vander's character, like what his fate was. So when I think Vi, I think Vi fought the monster, Soko's monster, and and she got knocked down, and the Vander got up, and the Vander started fighting, and then he was putting in work. But then when he got to the monster, like the monster knocked him over the edge, and then he ended up taking the shimmer. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought the story, I thought the story from then on was gonna be about like Vander dealing with the shimmer, and I did not, I didn't expect him to die in that moment, mm-hmm. which is why, which is one of the reasons why it was so, it was so sad for me as well. Right, right, and I think that's something a lot of shows can learn from, is. Don't be scared to kill somebody. <laughs> but you can't just kill someone. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's gotta be yeah. There's gotta be a way, of course. You can't just kill someone with no, you know, backstory, or else the audience is not gonna care. But if you do something like that, the way they handled Vander, I mean, it's just gonna be like a gut punch and, and the audience is really gonna feel that. Right. One thing I have to say about that, though, is that it's easier when there's, like, a lot of characters, right? So it's, like, sometimes in shows, like, there's not enough characters for them to kill people off. And I think that, like, you can see from this show that, like, I feel like, honestly, the more characters, the more characters, the better. Because, like, I, I didn't I didn't really, I had no idea any of them were going to die in that, in that moment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was so... I was so excited in that moment to see that everybody was was doing their thing in in that moment, and they were and like I expected them all to get out, right? But then after that first explosion, and then I think like Milo was like his like shoulder was like impaled into the wall behind him. The look the look on his face was so shocked. I was I was literally the I, <laughs> I had the same look on my face. I, I was just as shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> And then, and then when the roof fell down, I was like, "Oh nah!" And then it fell down on Vigo as well, and I was like, "Wow, that sucks." Right. And then after that, like I just knew like everything else was going downhill. But even in that moment, there's always that that thought that's just like maybe they maybe they survive under there, but it's like right. nope. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and like you said, with the characters. Um, it it really works in a TV show because well, if you have a lot of good characters, um, if you use the time wisely, you know, it, I always gotta compare it to a show like Game of Thrones because that was a show where people were getting killed left and right. You didn't see that, did you? I I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but yeah, oh, see, I, actually, I, I always forget. I always forget. I actually heard that though. Like the, that like a lot of the characters um would die yeah 
yeah, people die left and right. Like you don't know who's gonna who's gonna live, who's gonna survive. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything, but you know, whoever your favorite person is, just know they most likely die. So <laughs> so anybody, so anybody who's seen Game of Thrones knows what I'm talking about. And it's like sort of the same thing here here. Like, you know, there's always that sense of danger, you know. I think a lot of times shows and movies get away from that. There's no stakes. People complain about that. Like, oh, there's no stakes. Um, and for there to be stakes, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to knock a character down. You, you, you don't have to kill them, but sometimes you have to put them through hardship. And a lot of times, and, a lot, and, and to really, you know, throw people for a loop, you do have to kill people sometimes. You know, just to let people know, you know, you're not playing around. There's actually danger. Because what's the point of even watching if there's no danger? But um, Yeah, there was so many unexpected deaths. All kinds of nonsense, man. I mean, it was just crazy. And you know what else, what else I got to commend them on to? Having Black people in the show. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really um I I didn't really expect them to have, um, to have that many black people in the show. It was kind of it was like refreshing, like um, yeah yeah yeah. I, I I like um I like Echo's character earlier on, right? Yeah, Echo was dope. Yeah, Echo was cool, and then um I thought I thought episode one episode one and three or one to three were a really good setup for like how um how things were and then how things um or or was really good setup to show like how things were before like the rest of the season which is like how things are now um especially because you we got a huge time jump in between episodes three and four Mm -hmm. you really saw how like all of the earlier issues that that powder was dealing with really contributed to her transformation into Jinx later on in the story, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, it was just so cool to see how each one of the characters evolved. Like, it was mm-hmm. actually crazy. Like, from the beginning, like, Vi was always one of my favorite characters, but she became such a better fighter toward the end of the show. And I was like, yeah, like, she's really, she's really killing it. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, after the episode three, I was like, oh yeah, Vi like Vi's actually nice. I was gonna say, who's your um who's your favorite character in the show? Mm. It's hard to pick one. It's hard to pick. It it is hard to choose one. Um if I had to pick, if I had to pick. I don't know. There's so many, because even yeah, even even Selco, like the bad people, were really good too. But if I had to yeah. pick one, I'd probably pick. I'd probably pick Jace or Victor. I don't know. See, it's hard because you pick Jace or Victor. Yeah, okay. maybe, but also powder. Like powder story is crazy, bro. Your powder story is crazy. <laughs> powder story is nuts. So, hmm. Jason Victor. Honestly, I thought Victor was like more interesting than Jace was. Yeah, that's if why. Anything... That's why I had to say Victor because I was like, "Yo, Victor, Victor's story is is just." Like I, I want to see more of him in season two. Yeah, I definitely want to see more of Victor too. Um, yeah, I think I'll put Victor over Jace in in terms of like in terms of like uh, in terms of favoritism. But mm-hmm. I think my favorite character, um, I think my favorite character is Vi, only mm-hmm. because I I like a leader. Yeah, like I like a good leader, right? And I. I think Vi was like a, a really good leader, even though like sometimes she didn't really work as well with others. 
like I know like her and Caitlyn's relationship was kind of like was kind of rocky at times and um but I like I liked like the sequences when they were young and then she was like always a leader of of whatever was going on between like the gang and everything mm-hmm. so I liked her character and and her character arc and everything yo how long exactly was that was that was that a time jump Man, that time jump was probably, I don't know exactly how long, but it was probably, I don't want to say like 10 years, but it was at least like five years. It was long. It was at least five. Yeah, it was long because like, because like Powder was like a kid, um, like a young kid when when we first met her. Mm -hmm. And then when we got, when we got her in, um, in episode four, she looked like pretty, pretty old. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I don't know how long the time jump was, but um, and and they didn't really mention it. Yeah. In the show, the time jump was really interesting because um, it really showed like not only how the characters changed, but like how the environment changed or the city. You know, because it was um how do I put this? I think Jace and 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 Victor's breakthrough was before the time jump, right? Like when they had when they had to see the court. Mm-hmm. When when they had to um when they had to approach the council with their with their discovery, that was before uh, episode four, right? Because then once once episode four came, uh, we saw like how how far like Hextech had has taken the the city already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the years, so that that time jump was like it it really it really did a lot because it showed how how far um how far Piltover had advanced, and then like it it showed how how bad like Zon or the Undercity turned out to be after like um. After Shimmer took over the streets because of Silco. So there are like just so many parallels in the show. I kept it going like uh like that, like Hextech and um and and Shimmer. Mm-hmm. Like they were like two different uh like two different like advancements that really really pushed the growth of of, of both like cities, even though <laughs> Even though like Zon or the Undercity wasn't as wasn't as developed as as Piltover, the people there became more dangerous because they were they were so um because Shimmer was like part of them now. Oh my goodness, that part where they showed the Undercity of the Undercity, where those people were basically like I don't even know how to say it, like the crackheads of Arcane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> that was a lot. And and the, you know what else I like too is the show, it's almost like I don't even remember it because it was just so fitting how people were cursing. But it wasn't forced, you know? Because a lot of times yeah. you see that in, in a show that's supposed to be a quote-unquote adult show, though people... There's people just dropping f bombs all over the place, like, but it's like, okay, we get it. It's for adults, you know. You don't have to curse every other sentence just right, because right, right. you got the the radar or the uh, the TVMA rating. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So, also, I also like that too. It's like, yeah, people people curse, but we're not just gonna throw it at you all the time. Cause I mean that's kind of how right. it is in real life. I mean, rarely do you come across people that are cursing every single word. But <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends and you're being casual, yeah, you're probably gonna curse. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely wasn't a show for kids. It was it was covering like a lot of the things, like not even just the profanity, but how like Shimmer was kind of like indicating like drug use. Right and yeah, how um, we, don't, we don't even have to sugarcoat that. I mean, that's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it was like. 
like Sherman was drug use, and then it was also okay. So you can look at Jinx's character and and like the uh her mental state and well, yeah, how her mental, mental state like decline. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was it was it was really going south like throughout the whole show, and that was from a combination of of like her early her early childhood trauma, right and. Yeah, her early childhood trauma uh, that was really eating away at her. Uh, and there's one more thing. I'm not sure what the third thing that, that I had was, but yeah, like I was like, yeah, this show is definitely not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how'd you feel about, like, we talked a lot about uh, Vi and, and Powder slash Jinx. So how'd you feel about the main villain, Silco? Silco. Yeah, I I like Soko. I thought I thought Soko was cool. I didn't really realize how dark his character was earlier on, or or at least like when we first when we first met him on screen uh, in episode one, then episode one. I was trying to see I was trying to see like how dark his character was, and like I didn't realize how dark he was until. Maybe at the end of episode two when when Vander was captured by his monster, because we heard, we heard the transformation in the end of episode one of when he put the um <laughs> the shimmer into that into that one kid and turned into the monster. Mm-hmm. We we heard the we heard the transformation, but we didn't see what he turned into until episode two. And then once we saw like how how crazy of a monster a monster he was, I was like, yeah, like um. Cause yeah, Silco is Silco is kind of nuts, and then um, um, it was kind of it was kind of cool. Um, it was kind of cool seeing that he and Vander had history. Um, I think episode three covered that the history that he and Vander had, and how they had like similar similar dreams for their part of the city, the undercity. Um, but then it, it really it really did seem like like you know how everybody has their own opinion about how things should go. Mm-hmm. It's like Soko's real um his real outlook on 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 how on the, the undercity's like oppression was that the, the um the people up top weren't really gonna change. And he and he really wanted to declare war on them, right? But Vander was really, you know, not really much of a fighter anymore. And his his outlook more now was uh, was really just like um, providing for his people and just making sure everybody was safe. But Silco <laughs> is used to put everybody in danger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It's it's always cool. It's always cool when you see um a like a villain that has like uh like he's not just straight up evil, but yeah, but right. his goals are definitely putting people at risk. Right, exactly. So that was that was like the best part of about about Silco to me. But then after that time jump, I. I feel like he really just um uh once he realized that like Vander was out of the way and then like his shimmer was in the streets and it really pushed him to a higher status. I feel like he he didn't really care about the people as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and then the yeah, he didn't really care about the people as much anymore, especially because if you're if you're if you're putting if you're really putting like drugs on the street, you don't really care about your people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so I I really thought that, that he was interesting um in that way. Um well you, you know what I can kind of argue that like maybe he didn't really care as much about the people. Um he he was just really upset about how the um the people of of Piltover or like the council of Piltover was was treating them, right? Mm-hmm. 
or like how they viewed them. So he was really more about how they were viewed as a community of, of, of the city um, versus like, like he cared more about how they were viewed than he cared about the people. So yeah, that was like Silco was very interesting in that in that um, in that sense. Yeah, and then the whole history with Vander and the reveal that Vander was the one that made him lose his eye or whatever. It's just oh yeah, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, like this show really knows how to have those sad moments, man. I mean, damn. Yeah. They really uh made sure to like like cover like a lot of, of stuff that like we had questions about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'm pretty sure like everybody who who saw Silco at first was like, oh, what happened to his eye? Like mm-hmm. his eyes messed up. Well that's what we think about anybody with that you see with one eye. I mean, how'd you let that's like right? It's like you know, if you see anybody with one eye, your first thought's probably damn, how do you lose it? <laughs> right. Like losing your eye must be must be crazy. <laughs> yeah. But um um so like it was kinda I mean uh Seeing the relationship between Soko, Soko and Vander, uh, earlier on, or like at least when they were working together, that really, um, that really contributed a lot to the story, especially, especially the way, um, uh, especially further on, when we saw that, well, Ovai got locked up, and then Soko started taking care of Powder, so. That really, um, that really played a big part into um, in the power transformation into Jinx. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, she just and then she just started calling herself Jinx because that's what Vi was calling her. Like, oh, you're a yeah. Jinx. So then she just started calling herself. That it was pretty sad. She really adopted that that bad identity that she that really made her feel sad. Yeah. It, it was it was it was pretty sad. Her um, what's it called? Her transformation was like it was honestly kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was so much. It was so much going on, like earlier on when 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 she was young. Uh, you you kind of so like looking back, um, like once you get to like episode five, right? Looking back at, at at how she was in episode one, you can kind of see how they were highlighting how how unstable she was as a character, mm-hmm. um, and like how nervous she got in situations, and how that uh, really would contribute to why she um why her transformation was so like pivotal to the story. Um, but yeah, like. <laughs> The new, the new powder like the like Jinx like she was like a completely different person. You can see it like, uh, you can see it in her eyes, mm-hmm. and like in the way in the way she moved and everything. I was like, wow, they really, they really did a good job with like the animation and everything to make it to make it seem like uh she's really <laughs> she really went through something to turn into this this new person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad I was. I was glad to see that, like a lot of the skills that she tried to show earlier on in the when she was a kid, really, really blossomed uh, in, into what she has now, which have really turned her into one of the one of the strongest characters on the show. Yeah, Powder slash Jinx, and all that. What you just said was really, it's really wide. She's one of my favorites in the show, you know. Like you said, transformation, yeah. everything that happened, um, her growth. You said that uh, Victor was more interesting than Jace. Um, I definitely can see that. Um, I mean, Jace to me was kind of like in my head. I kept calling him Tony Stark because 
he was like the tech <laughs> dude that he's he's trying to invent a new thing. And um yeah, uh Victor Victor's story was just probably his story was probably the most interesting to me out of the upper city people. Um because I really just want to see where it goes. I mean, he's dealing with that disease that he's a, he's crippled, but we're starting yeah. to see him change his body with the with the hex tech. So I want to see um, in season two whether it like kills him or like corrupts him or goes wrong, you know, or mm-hmm. if it ends up working. Um, and I, I did like that whole dynamic with the council and Jason Victor and they're ready to do, you know, their inventions but the council's like, no, you know, basically holding them back and stuff. Um, and another thing that I'm waiting to see in season two is the whole deal with Belle and her mom. And her and her family, because remember, she left her family to move to Piltover, and she's from a pretty strong line of people from wherever they're from. Right. And uh, that whole dynamic with her mother and stuff at the end of the season was was pretty interesting, because Mel is somebody we didn't really, they didn't really focus on in season one, so I'm hoping that they focus on her more in season two. We get a little information about her backstory and what her deal is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where her story goes in season two. I think, I think in season two, that's probably the thing I want to see the most because again, with the world building, you know, we know a lot about Piltover and Zon, but we don't, we still don't really know about the whole earth in general right. in this world. So, you know, that was like the first, you know, seed of of people from outside of Piltover and what's the world like outside of it and, and that whole dynamic. So I'm definitely excited to see that in season two. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> season two really has a lot to cover. Um, uh, they really left like a lot of a lot of open-ended questions in certain in certain areas, especially with um, especially with like a lot of the council members and Mel especially and her mom. I was kind of I was kind of shocked that they added the um, the the whole family uh, arc in there, especially because um, uh, it was so it was so it was so close to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm glad that they. Did, they didn't really close it out, right? Uh, before right. the show ended, so um, yeah, it was like, um, what's it called? It was a few things. It was a few things that like, I'm looking forward uh, to in season, um, in season two as well because I feel like I feel like there were a couple payoffs that like we didn't really get. It was only a couple though. Um, I, I thought I. I'm still waiting to see like a proper fight between um between Kaylin and Jinx. Especially especially because like their power set is so similar. Um like Caitlyn is not really uh on on the on the tech side, but because like her she's such a good shot. And and so is uh, so is Jinx. I'm like I'm kinda waiting to see like a, a a showdown or something like uh in season two i I'm, I'm really excited for that yeah yeah and since you brought up caitlin the part with her uh training and shooting was tough yeah it was like that was that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole show <laughs> what's it called caitlin caitlin was like an interesting character because like all right so you brought up earlier right how like a lot of the people in Piltover don't really know like how how life is in another city, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like Caitlin was was uh used her um her like police like credentials to get via to get via out of prison, but 
like at the same time, without Vi, <laughs> without Vi, her investigation in the in the Undercity was really not, not like it's not really going to happen because she didn't have the street smarts. Right, right. Like her heart was you in know? the right place, but she had never even been down there. She didn't know how anything worked, and that was really just you know the prime example of the upper city not really knowing what's going on right under their noses. <clears throat> um, yeah, Caitlin, like she, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of it was kind of cool that they um that they highlighted that because I I feel like um well that's definitely how it is in in real life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's also there's also the fact that like Caitlyn, I'm not sure if it was Caitlyn's character or like somebody else in the show, but I think they were saying something similar to the fact to something similar to the idea that like just because they're in the other city, it means that they're like bad people mm-hmm. or something like that. And then, wait, I think. I think Jace brought it up actually. I think Jace brought up that idea. And then it really offended Victor because Victor is from the Undercity. And mm-hmm. he was just like, How could you say that? So then it was kind of it was it was like I, I I like how the show like really highlighted um yeah, Kaylin was cool. Uh I like I like her character. I I really want to see her develop more as as a fighter like come season two. Cause I feel like her character could really like they can really do a lot with her character, especially after the way that we saw, like uh, we saw Powder transform into mm-hmm. into Jake's. Like I wanted to see, I I need something like that from Caitlyn. Yeah, another thing I was thinking about is I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out what's the deal with the council. I mean, wasn't one of those guys like a robot? I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah. So we still don't really know about what their whole deal is. How did they become part of the council? Why is that one guy a robot? Why is that one little guy live for like 300 years or whatever? Right. I mean, there's still so much we don't know. And I wonder if they're if they're going to um make the the magic normal. Because that was the other thing with the hex tech and, and the arcane, they were basically saying that magic, you know, don't play around with magic and stuff. Right. So I wonder if they're if they're gonna make uh, doing magic normal in that world. Hmm. Yeah, it it's a lot of ways that the show can really go up from here. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think. Um, Oh, the little guy's name is like it. It was like Heimdinger or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Heimdinger. He, um, uh, it was it was kind of strange because all right. So when I first saw his character, I kind of expected like more like creature like characters to appear in the show, but we didn't really get many. No. Yeah, we or didn't. any. So it was very strange that his character was so out of place almost uh so i i, I kind of want to yeah i do want to um get more of like his background and explore more of his character next season um and also like one of the payoffs that like we didn't really get from his character was that like they said that he was like a brilliant scientist and i i i wanted to see him contribute towards uh, Jace and um, and and Victor's research more, more than he did, because like the, the way that he wasn't like so surprised um, in in their in their original like at advancements, and then and then once they finally got, once they finally stabilized their creation. It, it it almost seemed like uh whatever was going on like like he's seen it before, right? So I I want to see like more of what he can bring to the table, uh in in season two. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. We know that the beginning started off with like some uprising from from Zon. Do you think that at the end of the show it's just gonna be a big battle between the the upper city and lower city? Um I do. I do, especially because of the way this season ended. Because you know how like it ended on that cliffhanger where Jinx I think she shot the rocket at the Oh yeah at, at the, the council. council. <laughs> yeah, she shot the rocket at the council. And then we haven't seen uh we haven't seen like what happened yet, but but I'm pretty sure that's gonna that's definitely gonna spark some tension. Mm-hmm. And that's that was that was like Silko's whole plan at first too. I, I really I really think Silko's Silko's plan was to take out the council because if you Okay, so I would say the upper city would definitely have the upper hand um, with with Hextech on their side, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if they lack leadership, so like, if if Jinx was 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 to take out all the leaders, then it would definitely be easier for the undercity to to win that battle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that was like Silco's plan to take them all out at once. And then, and then uh, that would at the same time declare war. But it will be war against a weekend, uh, a weekend built over. So yeah, I, I definitely to answer your question, like I, I definitely expect there to be like a a, a war between the two, two cities. And one thing I forgot to bring up too is about the about the fights, all the hits felt like they had so much weight to them yo right um and that's that's kind of a hard thing to do especially in animation um i almost felt like i was getting hit sometimes i'm like damn the way these <laughs> people was getting punched and stuff yeah like man it's and there's just so many little things like that in this show man that just really put it over the top mm-hmm. so many what you were saying about like the heavy hitting, it was mm-hmm. a lot. It was a lot of that, right? Especially like early on, it was kind of weird. Like like the power scaling was kind of weird, right? How strong these characters were, right? Until like, so. All right, so you have Vi, right? Uh, uh, let me go back to like that scene once more when 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 Vi was fighting uh, Silco's minions on the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Vi was putting in all that work with those gauntlets, right? But then, and and like it seemed like she was hitting it hard. But then once like she hit the uh, Silco's like Shimmer Monster, right? It was like her her hits weren't really landing, right? Or like they weren't they weren't doing any damage. But then like early like the first time we saw the monster, it was like one hit from the monster would like would kill somebody. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and like and like Vi took one of those hits, and it, it really put her down. But then, like Vander got up, right, and then when Vander started fighting, like a couple of his hits against the monster, like as as he was regular, right, kind of kind of like uh, um, gave off some damage. So I'm just like, wow, like. You can kind of tell from that, from like based on those two, uh, those two sequences, like like Vi's punches versus Vander's punches, that Vander is just that much stronger of a character than Vi is, and that's why when like once he took the Shimmer, <laughs> he was so much bigger than the than the than Silco's monster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so much bigger, and then and he was able to just take him out like like that. So that was like uh it was really it was really cool like the different like details that they um that they incorporated into each scene. It was just it was just so well done. Um
Oh, what did you? So, I it was kind of interesting, like the way that you, um, uh, when you thought of Jace as like as like a Tony Stark. It, it it's kind of cool. Like now I think about it because the I I forgot what they're called, but the little blue spears that they made, like that's like essentially like an arc reactor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like yeah. it just powers just powers anything. So the way they're able to put it in into the like he's able to put it into like his hammer, and then um, and, and also into the gauntlets, like that was really cool. But like I, I did feel like uh with 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 Jason's character, like his character started off real strong, and then like I I ended up not really liking his character uh as much toward the end of the show. Really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I thought okay, so I I thought like his character was really cool in the beginning, right? He he had like his interest in 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 magic and and different ways that he can harness it, right? But then low key as the season went on, it it seemed like it seemed like Victor was putting in more work in the lab than he was, right? Because his uh because he had to do with all them politics. Yeah. They made him like a politician. So like Victor yeah. yeah. But like it it um it was really it was really cool to see them uh as a te- as a team because they didn't really have hex type without each other mm-hmm. like there was no way that um there was no way they would they would be able to stabilize anything if uh they hadn't been working together but yeah i I think that's why I like Victor's character more because i <laughs> If I'm being honest, like I, I prefer Jace as as an inventor and a scientist more than like a politician. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I really thought like the 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 inventor side of him was 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 cooler, and um because we didn't get that that toward the end of the of the show, uh we really have to get most of that from Victor. And it was cool to see what what Victor did combining uh the hextech and the shimmer. But I think I think Jace also prefers to be an adventurer. I mean, as you can see, he doesn't he didn't really like to deal with the politics and stuff. So it was always that struggle with him just wanting to do whatever, but he couldn't because of it. Um, and that's why you saw near the end too with Victor uh, basically using the hex tech on himself because he was growing more and more distant from Jace, and he was even feeling more alone. That's why he ended up, you know, doing what he did. So it was really that struggle um, for Jace being a politician. So that's another thing I want to I, I want to see in season two is just Jace gonna keep going that direction or is he gonna end up falling back and going back to his roots hmm. oh and, and his fight scene was good too yo <laughs> I, I had that written down I was like I was like Jace finally got a fight <laughs> yeah yeah his fight scene was really cool I like how they um incorporated his um his hammer and everything. It was cool. Um, I think that was like, I, I think I have his fight scene, uh, like partnering with Vi as like top, top five in the show. Um, you know, what was also a good fight was, was Vi versus um, that, that lady with the robot arm. Oh yeah, uh, I think her name is Savika. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what her name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. And I like how how again with the steampunk, you know, just the little details of of how the arm was working. Um, that that was really cool. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The the, <laughs> the arm was cool. I like I like the arm. It was cool. It was cool. Like the the first because they fought twice, right? Yeah. So um, like the first time they fought, it was cool to see like Vi holding her own without any uh, like tech or like advancements right it, it just it just just goes to show like how much of a skilled fighter like Vi is but that fight was short because um I think I, I think Caitlin uh like bailed Vi out and because she shot uh Sabika in the arm so that yeah. that fight was short but the second time they fought when 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 Vi had the gauntlets that was a good fight like that was that was more evenly matched in terms of um in terms of like what they used during the fight, like, like the weapons they used in the fight, and then yeah, yeah um, it really it really gave Vi the upper hand, but I would say that that between that fight and uh the fight with Jace, those. Those were two like the biggest fights toward the end of the season. Like the fight when when she was fighting alongside the Jace. Yeah. Yeah. Those no, are two I mean, of the biggest fights. Do you know what other fight was big was when um was when uh it was who was it? It was like it was when Vi and Powder finally linked up and they were fighting together. And then also when when Powder uh, fought Echo. Oh, and Powder fought Echo. Yeah, that was cool. I yeah, think like okay, I, so, I like how the animation kept flipping back and forth between like them as kids and then them as like older exactly. teenagers, I guess. Yeah, like that, and it it made it just hit that much harder, you know, reinforcing that. These are our childhood friends, and then look at them now, they're fighting each other. Right. <laughs> it was kind of weird in that in that sequence, right? It was like it was such a good fight. And like I I think that that flipping back and forth was such a good payoff in that moment. Yeah. That like the way the fight ended, I wouldn't have I I don't think I would have minded if if um if if either one of them died from the explosion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they they both survived the uh they both ended up surviving the explosion. But I I don't think I would have minded if 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 either one of them had, uh if either one of them died. It was it was just such a good setup for the fight. And then like before that, so what you mentioned before the fight when when Jinx and Vi uh were fighting uh fighting together um because the fire lights which was echo's crew mm-hmm. when they came through right i um at that like it wasn't just that point in the show i think it was like earlier in the show um once i realized like maybe episode around episode four hovering around episode four when i realized that like everything and there was like a huge like time jump. I was wondering where Echo's character was, right? Yeah. And then and then the behavior of, of the one of the one the one main guy, the one main firelight, it kind of it kind of like came to me after a while like, before he took the mask off. I was like, oh, this must be Echo. Like it really <laughs> I was trying to figure out where he was the whole time. Yeah. The whole time he was right in front of us. So um, I thought that was cool, and I thought I thought that was well done, and, and I thought that was a pretty good payoff in the, in the show. His reveal, mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah. But um, yeah, there's so much to talk about in the show. It was like, it was really um. It was really a roller coaster. Each episode, there's 
there's so much that the show covered that I was surprised that they covered. And then it was so much, so much that we got that I didn't, I didn't expect at all. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, it was just a crazy ride from start to finish. I mean, you really can't ask for much more in a TV show, man. Yeah. It did, it did really well with, um, we didn't even talk about the relationship. Well, we did, we, we did kind of, but uh, like the relationship between, um, it, all right. So it just seemed like toward the end of the show, all the relationships between all the characters were like shattered in a way. Mm -hmm. And, and that was just like, that was kind of heavy, like at, at times, because especially to see like how, how hard, like how much that affected, uh, how much that affected Jinx's character earlier on in the show. I'm just, I'm just like now wondering like how much like it's gonna affect her character even more going on. And also how much it's gonna affect Vi and everything uh, moving forward too. Because I know that like now that Vi has, really seen how much how much powder has changed is really like worrying her right mm-hmm. and then like powder and 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 vi like the way the, the way their relationship like isn't what it used to be it's really it's really affecting it's really affecting powder in that way as well and also her relationship with uh with soko the way that it ended like not being the best in the in season one, mm-hmm. yeah, it it really did a lot with with the relationships and everything. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like, uh, anything else you you wanted to say about 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 the show? Man, I think that's it. I mean, to anybody listening. Tell us what you think about it. I mean, hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, at FilmJetPod. Same name on both social medias. Search us on YouTube, FilmJet. Um, let us know what you think about Arcane. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, I'm constantly looking for more stuff to watch from anything that's new coming out to really obscure stuff. Um, I'm really just a fan of everything. So it could be anime, TV shows, movies, American, foreign, whatever. Um, I'm down to watch anything from any genre, from comedy to, you know, action to horror to whatever. So let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, hit us up, got, like um, I said, at FilmJetPod on Instagram and Twitter. DM us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got we got a lot of stuff coming out soon. Um, so we're going to have, like, a lot of, a lot of like, new content. So make sure you guys, like, keep us updated of what you're into. And then we'll try our best, you know. Definitely. But just let us know. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. And... We'll be back again to talk more, talk more movies next week. Definitely.